la 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 So manifest the greater this And things all good cause I say it is Investing in the wealth Real generational wealth is mental health It's an inside game, no toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen And now introducing David McCullough Founder of Inception The first mental health gym all right everyone welcome back to the inner wealth podcast i got a special guest in the building they are special first of all that's right i'm just a special any any person i bring on is a special guest so got my guy here cartier matlock what up though what's going on brother how you doing? That's good, man. I'm good. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, the roles have been reversed. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I didn't even think about that. The first time that I've met you, you you were interviewing me for Inception. Yeah, but you had a you had a whole business surrounding. Correct. Yeah. So I'm I'm a content creator uh, by trade, I guess I would say, and mm. uh, you know the show was called Entrepreneur, which I have patented and trademarked at this point. So. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. So it's it's it's, it's good to be back. Well, you're looking a lot different than the last time I saw you. Yeah, what? yeah, just a few pounds lighter. <laughs> few few pounds. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna dive deep into this this topic, which was. Uh, your weight loss yes. and really an extreme weight loss because mm-hmm. you talked about how much weight did you lose? 120 pounds. And over a, how much time frame? It, it took me about a year and a half, but since uh, going you know, going plant-based, I, it's been about two and a half years. Okay. So plant-based is the way that you, you got there? Yes. Yes. All right. And you've seen shows like The Biggest Loser? I have. What do you think about those shows? Uh, I just, I, I, I fear for those people after the show, Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's not necessary. I don't think it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're losing weight that fast. And I'm, I've read articles where, and I don't know if it's true, but you know, they use a lot of thermogenics and okay. you know, fat burners, things like mm-hmm. that. And, um, probably extremely low carbs and, you know, just stuff that's, it's hard to maintain. You know, I worked with clients for years who came in for weight loss, and um, you know, my business was surrounding all really about the brain, right? Uh, neuro fitness. So we were doing brain training and uh, neurofeedback technology, and you know, people would come in and say, "Well, how can I how can I lose weight from training my brain?" Right. And the reason is because it's not the food. No sir. So when I ask you, so that's the way that you got there. You say, "Yeah, but yeah, no." Because right. it's not the food. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about what really got you there. That's right. So what happened in your life mm-hmm. that made you say, because, okay, you lost 120 pounds. What were you before that, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, 390 pounds. And, and at, at my very hev- heaviest, I was 410 pounds. But that's not necessarily recorded because, you know, I was basically purposeful. I didn't want to be seen in pictures and, you know what I mean? Mm. So I wasn't even comfortable taking a picture of the scale at that point. You know? So let's talk about that journey. That Let's go to the 410 part. Right, yes. Where were you mentally, emotionally to be there? Okay. Uh, all right. So, and I, I may cry on this podcast. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
freedom and expression here, the, real expression, yeah, expression man. of all emotions. So you're good. So at that point, man, I was actually, I was uh, working at one of my brother's car lot. I was living in the car lot, um, and it was yeah, it, it was a small space. Um, I was eating out every day, every night. Uh, I was drinking like a, a pint every night. Uh, eating whole pizzas, mm. um, you know, it, it was just I, I and and I had gotten to that point from losing my being evicted from my apartment, uh, maybe a few months prior, and you know he offered me that space, you know, and mm. you know I helped him out at, at the car lot, sell cars and stuff like that, and so you and, lived in your brother's car lot. Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. And that's that was the four hundred ten pounds. So, mm. you know, that that was actually a you know. Maybe that was around two two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve ish. Okay. Yeah. So that was a while ago. But like I say, just mentally, man, I was I was you know ashamed that that was my circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and just just binge eating, drinking every day, smoking, just you know, completely unhealthy lifestyle. I even call it like a, a coward suicide. You a know, coward suicide, slow yeah. death. Exactly. Now, but but. You were there and you lost your apartment, but what what do you think, what was the pain surrounding all of that? That I knew I had greatness in me and, mm-hmm. and I, it, it was it was completely untapped. You know, that, so to speak, I had even given in, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of, that my response to life being difficult was just to, to eat and well, to, you're self-soothing exactly self-soothing you know what i mean and, and at all the all the while you know i just know i have this greatness in me i have talent it, whether it was musically just creative talent you know mm-hmm. that i that was untapped mm-hmm. and um you know just to to know that i had gotten myself in that predicament it was it was depressing yeah yeah was there was there circumstances leading up to all of that like any because I always go back to the root. Okay. Typically, yeah. it's all trauma-based. Yes, yes, yes. So if you're willing to share, whatever you're willing to say, yeah, was there some trauma that, that took place? And it's important mm-hmm. that the audience listen to right. people who are who are considered overweight. Right. Like, you're not there because what you ate. Yeah. So you, that's what I'm trying you to— You ate what you ate because of what with, previously happened. Because I said, mm-hmm. why the pain? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So— Let's say, like, one. If anybody has watched like The Biggest Loser, and people don't really, not The Biggest Loser. Uh, what is it? Uh, My six hundred pound life, mm. and Doctor Now, and all of that stuff. If, if anybody has watched that, and people don't really bring this up, but one common thread that you see amongst these people is that they were usually sexually abused, mm-hmm. or you know, some type of childhood trauma. Now. That is, you know, thank God that's not necessarily my story at all. But um, I would just say, man, for the most part, I was just I was kind of coddled. You know what I mean? Like I was a mama's boy mm. uh, and I just I, I was spoiled to an extent. You know what I mean? I'm still, you know, born and raised in Detroit from the hood. I, I saw everything that anybody else from the neighborhood would have seen. But I was I was I was coddled. I, I got to eat what I wanted. I was manipulative, and I became good at that. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it, so my my relationship really with my mom was that of you know of, of a friendship for the most part. Okay, you know what I mean. We were each other's counsel. So your dad wasn't around. No, dad wasn't around. Okay, and, and that's that's an interesting interesting thing. So I lost my dad. 
I don't know, maybe four or five years ago to a stroke. It was Sorry his, to hear that. Yeah, thank you. It, it, it was his uh, third stroke, I believe. And, um, you know, when you grow up without a father and he may have, you know, let's say he's, so I have, you know, three brothers and a sister, you know, and he may have been in their lives to an extent. It makes you wonder what is wrong with me. You mm-hmm. know, why, why are you not in my life? And, and you know, why? So I was the youngest at that point. So, and, and that was the thing. So I kind of, I guess I, it was a mental kind of wrestling with that. Like what, what is it? Yeah. I, and oh, I tried there, to, there's a trauma. Yeah. I became an overachiever. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. it was like, I, I played chess. I did academic mm-hmm. games, every extracurricular activity. I played football. I was good at basketball. And I think all of those were like cries out, like, come see me, like, yeah. come watch what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, to no avail, but um, it, it it made me become like a, a people pleaser and an mm-hmm. overachiever, a perfectionist even. So in that time, mm-hmm. though, what was your what was your your weight like? Uh, I was always a big kid because you're typically you're mm-hmm. you're structured, you're genetically you're bigger. Yeah, exactly. Like, so and and my my brothers are as well. You know, that's our you know our structure. And that's the real weird thing about some of these weight loss shows is yeah. like. You shouldn't look my size, it, right? You know exactly. what I'm saying. No matter it, like it like fit. it doesn't. That's not your structure, exactly. Right. So when we talk about you know this image too, and that that plays a big role in it. Like no matter how much I lift weights, and right. I'm not going to be Ronnie Coleman, exactly. Right? And I, I just have those genetics. Watched him last night. That's funny. His genetics. He he, you know, attested his success to his genetics more so mm-hmm. than anything. So. At what point in time did you, because you said you were a people pleaser, and those are all trauma symptoms, yep. right? We're mm-hmm. trying to, um, you know, like, yeah, find some sure. peace within by, hey, can you can you, can you you come see me? Exactly. You know? um, so when did it get to the point where, was it was it when you was living with, in the car lot where it got to the point where mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want anybody to see me? Because you were at one point where yeah. you want to be seen. Come see me. Now you don't want to be seen. Uh, yeah. That very interesting. I've never heard it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, um, approach like that. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I believe so. You know, it was, it was you know, 
and just an uphill battle for everything. I was, I was just trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, at that time I was really trying to, uh, I was rapping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I have three hip-hop albums that nobody really? knows about. Oh, yeah. What was your, hip, what was your name? Uh, the, the first one actually was called Love and Other Drugs. Uh, second one was uh, Renaissance Man, and the last one was called The Cool. So my rap name was Cardi Cool. Okay. And I, I was I was really good, to be honest. You know what I mean? I was musically inclined. I was classically trained vocally. Uh, so, you know, I, I, in high school, I sang on my high school graduation. Mm. Um, I played some guitar. Uh, so I've... I've taken that route. So it was, it was see me, see me, see me. You know, I mm. want to do any and everything, you know, to be seen. But at the same time, like you say, when those hardships hit, it was like, you know, I, I it was the complete opposite. Yeah. I didn't so let's go seen. back to that. You said your mom sheltered you. Yes. It's the and, best she could. And sheltering is not a bad thing. What Correct. I found out growing up, because, I, I mean, mm. I didn't grow up in a, to call it the hood is one thing, like, right, but right. it's like. We grew up all knowing that, that we weren't safe. Very true. As a black man. Yes. My exactly. mom wouldn't buy me a pair of Jordans younger because you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, no photon, no laser tag guns. Yep. They were shooting us then with those guns. Those those are play go. guns. Yeah, now so, we just have the cameras to, to prove it. So we were younger mm-hmm. at that point in time. I was younger, and that, that just, that's that was in our consciousness. Exactly. There wasn't gunshots happening running down my street now you go mm-hmm. a couple streets up there you go right right you, you know it can go mm-hmm. down yeah but so your parents they're going to protect you from seeing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so i want to break down what does coddling mean to you versus yeah. like did your mom just protect you there like you what go. did that look like so for the most part um i would say yeah i was i was Definitely the the when the street lights come on, kid. You know what now, I'm saying. Same here. My mom was yeah. at the street calling me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Which again, I appreciate to the, to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the thing. You know, it it was just it was a different upbringing compared to my peers at at that point. You know, mm-hmm. so and and I I just I grew up and I started to see my attachment to her. You know, like. If she was going out somewhere, I wanted to go as opposed to hang out with my friends because I could probably get her to buy me something or mm-hmm. I could get a meal, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just it, it was interesting. And the older I got, you know, I started to believe that that crippled me to an extent, mm-hmm. you know, because when adversity would hit, I didn't necessarily didn't have, have that fight. Okay, so that's that's what I was trying to understand. And in that dynamic, you can probably go dive way deeper into that right. because I've seen and grown up with people where their parents shielded them from everything right. trauma mm-hmm. like in, or can perceived trauma because some stuff is not trauma, just your perception of it. Exactly. Like, like I said on the last podcast, my dad used to make me go mm-hmm. and and get the money because we had a landscaping business. Now, okay. go collect the money. Right. Doing stuff you're uncomfortable doing. There you go. It's, it's, it's a form of therapy. So it's a yeah. form of putting y- your son or daughter into mm-hmm. positions right. that are uncomfortable so that the nervous systems can start to adapt in a way that as they get older, by the yeah. time I was with my dad from 10 years old doing a landscaping company, so by the time I'm 16, yeah. going to work a job is not, not even on your radar. That's not even an issue. Right, yeah. 
I remember working at Kaplan University down in South Florida, and a lot of people who they hired were from the from the Caribbean because it's a huge Caribbean population. Right. And I remember one of one of the girls who went to Florida Memorial. She just mm-hmm. graduated, and they hired her, and she was in my training class. By the time she got to the the floor, yeah, she was like, "I can't do this." By that time, I had worked so many shitty jobs, bro, that like <laughs> yeah. hard that my nervous system was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, but her like was PCK. like, "Yeah, this is horrible." Mm-hmm. So you see, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to no see doubt. with you. So when you got out to wherever you went out to, what right. was it that was like, "Yo, this is too much"? Yeah, you mean like when I got out to to, to what point? Whatever real world experience that you feel like yeah. began to. Uh, cripple you yes you know it's, it's interesting i i mean my my introduction to the work world was let's see my first job i was a caddy um and i, I actually i believe i talked about this with my fiance either the night last night or the night before last just my work experience and, and experience with work and how i saw my mom approach it so coming up you know what i mean she it was nothing to miss a day for me going to school. It, it was nothing to. She would literally some days, and and my mom was an awesome mom. So, but some days we wake up, she would say, "You want to play hooky?" Yeah, of course. I would. I don't even mm-hmm. think I ever turned that down. Of course, until I got older, and then I'm hanging with my friends and the stuff mm-hmm. we want to do at school. But, um, so there was that. But you know, so my first job, like I say, was a caddy. I've done everything from door to door selling a- AT and T to telemarketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what have you. So, um, but I just never really viewed it as a big deal when you didn't uphold your word. And mm. that is, is what I think, you know, um, required an undoing. And that's what I try to do with my daughter now mm. is correct those mistakes. And that's all we can do, you right. know, as, <laughs> as parents of the next generation is try to, you know, kind of tweak where we feel like you know we we may have lacked. So, so you wouldn't you wouldn't hold true to what you said you were going to do. Yeah, and so it, and it wasn't a big deal to me. It was like why deal. why would somebody be upset? Is people miss stuff all of the time? So know? with that mindset, mm-hmm. how did that hurt you when you were on your journey to 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 losing weight? Because you have to yeah. now uphold mm-hmm. right what you want to do <laughs> exactly right. So and that's the thing, you know, I I've um. Throughout that journey, or, or this journey, I would say, because it's an ongoing journey, mm. I, I have binge sessions. You know, I still binge eat, you know, and I try to mm. keep it to a minimum. I've been on a pretty good streak lately. Um, but, and, and that's where I really understood I have an addiction to food, you know, or, or just that comforting feeling, you know. So, um, and when I say binge eat, you know, it would almost be like eating for sport. How much can I eat, you know? Uh, Two burgers and and a, a bag of fries. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole pizza every time. It. My grandmother, when when we would be at my grandma's house, she would uh, stand in the kitchen after after she cooked and wait for us to eat so that she could wash the dishes. But she would always say, "Waste not, want not." So you ha- you were supposed to eat all of your food. Mm. My cousin Dwayne, he he wouldn't really eat all of his food. He was kind of like my brother growing up. So, um, but I would always eat mine. And I guess in 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 you know uh, in hindsight, I would maybe trying to please her. Um, you know, it's like, hey, look at me. I, I ate all of mine. You won't ever have to worry about me. Mm. 
and and I think and I'm now I'm taking it somewhere else, but I you know I never wanted to be like a burden. I guess, to the women in my family, you know, especially my mom and my grandma, you know. So it was always I'll get the good grades, I'll mm. do whatever needs to be done so that y'all have maybe one less worry because I've seen all of the struggle, you know what I mean? So Most people that I've seen brain maps of when we when we used to do brain mapping and they were people who were trying to lose weight, a lot of them, uh, their brain was stuck in fight or flight. Mm. And it's no surprise. So for that. me, it's freeze. Mm-hmm. When I go into a protection mechanism, freeze is typically something I would used to go into, and I would my I would shut down from eating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine I'm not a big guy, right? No doubt. So yeah. if I'm if I'm stressed out, mm-hmm. it hits me in my gut. I'm shut down. Uh, Some people the opposite. Go straight to so it. fight or flight. You're like I need carbs. That's right. Because that's the energy you need to get away from threat. So now uh, you're sitting and you're just binging on carbs. So mm-hmm. the issue is not the weight, right? It's not even the mind. Mm-hmm. It's the brain and the nervous system that's stuck, and right. you're trying to regulate yourself. You're trying to, if I'm up, I'm trying to come down. Right. Right? That's typically what it is. That's why when we train people, we see a, 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 that whole idea of addiction is not, a, mm-hmm. it's not, a, it's not an addiction. It's a, it's a desire to soothe and get out of pain. Okay. That's, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and that, that's the thing. Like, and I, I even, you know, now I'm a, I'm more conscious of it. You know, when mm. when stress hits or, you know, situations don't work out the way I expected them to or wanted them to, you know, my, my reaction is I, I want to drink and, and the drink subsequently <laughs> leads to bad food. You know, and, mm. I you know, throughout this journey, I've always kept it vegan, but it's nothing to go get two Impossible Burgers or Beyond so, Burgers. So let's talk about that because, again, mm-hmm. we're talking about, again, it's not about the food because you can ab- yeah. you can abuse water. <laughs> exactly. You'll drown, but, <laughs> right. but you can abuse any mm-hmm. w- forms of eating. Exactly. If if you consume enough of it, right, mm-hmm. you can be a fat vegan. It, oh yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a big community of that, right? Because yeah. you think that well, this is healthy, so mm-hmm. it's okay. But the real issue, and in, and in, in from my fitness uh, journey and understanding, overconsumption is going to always lead to excess energy, which is considered fat. Mm-hmm. That's all fat is; yep. it's stored energy, no doubt. And and, and that's. Yeah, you see it a lot, and like you know, that's that kind of cut on a light bulb. Like you say, there are overweight vegans, a, a large community of them, and that's the thing. Like you may have, you know, taken this route and had the discipline to not eat animal products, but have you dealt with the mental trauma? You ain't dealt with the mind yet. Yeah, because health, healthy is healthy. You know, there's no way around it. Oh, it's I've I've fluctuated my weight countless times, and I'm always feeling better when I'm. At a at a lower weight, I, that's I don't know how else to put it, you know. Yeah. yeah. What a what is your what is your ideal? I I don't necessarily know if I have one. I I was two hundred thirty pounds in high school, mm-hmm. and I was playing football, and I was in the best shape of my life. I uh, had to lose eighty pounds to get to two hundred thirty pounds, so I was three hundred ten pounds. When I was in tenth grade playing football, so everybody knew me in the PSL as the you know the guy who lost the weight, you know. Okay. Um, and not only did I lose it, but I became very muscular, you know. So I was eating high protein. I was I was one of the first Atkins diet people. Okay. Uh, you know, so I was really muscular, all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that it's it, that's something I've always 
dealt with. And what what was the question again? I'm sorry. It's about you always dealt with weight. Yeah, always dealt with weight. Yeah, I mean yeah. all all my life. So so that was my first you know extreme weight loss was the eighty pounds. I, so I, how many of them have you have you done so far? You oh think? Oh man, I, countless. You know, and simply because, um, you know, on an eighty pound weight loss journey, you may gain forty at a point. You know what I mean? And now you've you may have lost. 120 total you know mm. if you if you look at it that way so uh and that's the thing i, I especially people who struggle with binge eating you know so mm. you know me getting to from 390 pounds to 270 pounds that's my 120 pound weight loss but you know it's nothing that's to, the lowest you've been uh in a lot of years okay. yeah uh, so you know but it's still nothing to gain 20 you know, and then, and then lose 15 and then gain five. And so maintenance is by far the most difficult part for me. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I fluctuated a lot. I think it's just probably some other some other key components that you can add in there that will will change your perception of what's considered maintenance. Okay. No doubt. Is it really maintenance or is this sustainability? Right, right. I guess it's the same word. You have to maintain, but instead of maintain, that sounds hard. It does. That's true. Got to maintain <laughs> this weight. Right. Do everything you can to make sure it doesn't go right. back that, this that, way. That sounds very tough to do. Yeah, that's true. Like, I got to maintain this status, mm. maintain this weight. So the, the mm. mind and how we perceive things is, 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 is so important. Right. And off air, we were talking about, too, like, let's break down what it means in terms of weight mm-hmm. because that's a very abstract yeah weight loss mm-hmm. some people get on the scale and they're like oh i lost 20 pounds right but 10 of it probably was water exactly <laughs> and that happens a lot i juice fast a lot and, and that happens far too often uh so you know something i try to do especially when i'm on a good streak and i'm really liking the way my clothes are fitting and how i'm looking um i stay away from the scale you know, it's mm. like I don't need that negativity in my life, you know, <laughs> because we all know it, it can it can it can be fickle. It, it hey, you may have gained five pounds, but you know, you're or, or gained five pounds of muscle, and you're you're losing fat in your waist, and mm. you know things like that. So when when I'm really enjoying the way I'm looking and and, and feeling, I stay away from the scale. Have you ever got a Dexa done? No, no. You got to go get a DEXA done, bro. Okay, what D-E-X-A. is that? DEXA. It's a dual X-ray analysis. Okay. So it measures your uh your your fat, but it also measures your bone density. So bone uh-huh. density. So it when you're on it, it scans your whole body from head to toe, and you see where yeah. everything is uh-huh. in terms of fat deposits, muscle mass, yeah. um, all of that. You see from a dual X-ray. It's a better way to measure. Um, if you want to call it weight loss okay. or weight gain, it's a better way to measure and see where you really are. Okay. Versus flying, I'm a I'm a data guy. Yeah, yeah. So I want I want to fly blind. Exactly. Blind is oh I got on a scale and it said up or down. <laughs> right. That's your right. measurements. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up or down. Up or down. Yeah. Um. So a Dexa and a if you go to um I used to go I used to go to Eastern. Okay. Eastern Eastern University. Yeah. I think I paid like. $50 for it, uh, okay. a DEXA. I don't know how it is during the pandemic because right. I went right before they shut down. But getting one of those a year or so to really see, uh, I got one of them. It shows you again, you're, you're like a skeleton. Wow. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm down with that, man. And, and like you spoke of, 
just being a data guy, that that's what really kind of helped me along my journey as well. Um, and I'm sure you're familiar with uh, podcasts like Impact Theory, things like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza, you mm-hmm. know, um, just understanding the mind and why certain things happen when they happen and what's going on when those things happen. Mm-hmm. That really helped me to to understand this process and, 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 you know, what's happening at certain times so so that I could respond properly. I got something for you, bro. Okay. We're gonna do, we, I'm going to talk about it right here. Yeah. Let's let's do a documentary. Let's that's document mm-hmm. either thirty to ninety days. Okay, and you the video guy, so I want you to document your whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna bring some inner hacking techniques to you. Okay, you mm-hmm. already did a bulk of the work, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But what is the next part? And the next part doesn't have to be about weight. Okay, like oh, I lost this amount. The next part is about how you feel, how you think. Mm-hmm. Because let me ask you a question. When you look in the mirror after you've gone through this weight loss journey, how, how does that feel when you look in the mirror? It, it, you know what? It feels, uh, it's empowering. It feels, I mean, light years better. But what never goes away is that self-consciousness. That's why I asked that question. Yes, exactly. When you look in the mirror. It's never enough. When you look in the mirror, can you see you for who you are mm-hmm. versus... Who who is that? Right. Like you're shocked, almost a shock. Exactly. It's a shock to your system to see you a certain way because your Very brain true. pattern is like, no. Yeah. That's that's, that's not, not protection. Yeah. Okay, right. Because fat is protection. Mm. That's not protection. No doubt. You taking away my defense mechanism by doing all this look good right. in the brain, like I don't care about now all that. Now I have to actually perform. Now now yeah. I have to self-sabotage. Mm. Oh, there you go. It, to get that comfort to back. Get, to get the safety back. Mm-hmm. What's comfort? Safety. Yeah. I'm safe yeah. when I'm not seen. I'm safe when I'm insulated mm-hmm. from fat. Right, yeah. All those things. So it, can we get to the state where we look in the mirror and we say, oh, I look good, but not like, oh, man, like yeah. afraid and anxious yeah. about what happens if I gain this back and then that's am true. I going to... Because now you got a big following, too. Right. And and that's accountability. Let's now. talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But let me finish my, my other right. thought first. Sure. I go down the road. Mm-hmm. Last document you come into Inception, and that's, that's do some stuff. Yeah, let, let's definitely do that. I will bring the cameras every time. I'm at that phase where, you know, I'm... I'm I'm trying to elevate to the next thing. Like you say, the weight is is has been lost. I, I do have goals to lose more, but let's not make this phase necessarily about weight loss, but about how you feel, how you view things. And that's that's paramount. It's about for me. becoming your greatest version of yourself, bro. One hundred percent. And it ain't about the losing the weight. That's right. Because that, right. that right there, my weight loss journey, mm-hmm. that's horrible. What is your, right? that's a negative. Yeah. What's the greatest version of yourself that mm-hmm. you feel confident? And yeah. it may be that you are heavier, but you're right. healthier. Exactly. It's a total difference. Yeah. And like they say, you know, like you said, that word journey, because, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the quote, success is a journey, not a destination. But that implies that the journey mm-hmm. is done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My weight loss journey, that's, there it is. 
But this shit does, I'm, and I'm sorry, but nah, it doesn't it's, stop. It's, it's a customer service. Okay, show, there we so. go. Right. <laughs> Biggest yeah. loser, I used to see them go on and do these weight loss mm-hmm. that we talked about in the beginning, weight loss journeys. And right. then they would go home and they would build it all back yeah. because the environment that they were in was not conducive to what they experienced when they was in LA. You yeah, go. you can go lose 120 pounds when you're in LA Palm and everybody trees. around you and they looking at you and you, it's a big competition. Yep. But when you come back to your environment and Detroit in <laughs> its gloomy, <laughs> Uh, and it's cloudy and in your home you ain't got a chef and you ain't got all this stuff and it's all the the brain's remembrance and triggers Mm -hmm. to go right back to what you were yes that's huge like we just went to uh, Connecticut my fiance and I to visit her mom but we had weirdly we had a five hour layover in Orlando so we Mm -hmm. saw some friends down there and we just really and I've been saying for years, like every other Detroiter, you know, I I can't, this is not sustainable. You know, I've gotten to a point where just the weather alone, man, it it takes a different level of mental toughness. You know, I, I have a treadmill at home and I, I vow to never live without one at this point, Be, especially being in a place where the winters are as brutal as they are here. So I, I got on my treadmill for 30 minutes this morning, you know, and that's... The, that's the thing. This stuff, it's tough, and it's a lot tougher in a place like Detroit. Uh, it's no way around that. So let's upgrade two of those things. Mm-hmm. Let's move from treadmill to trampoline, seller okay. sizer. Okay. Yeah, studies show way more efficacious than treadmill. Wow. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm here for that. I, I, and, your you know, lymphatic system, bro. Yeah, your lymphatic system is going to get way more of a workout than it is on the treadmill. Standard walking. I tell you a funny thing, and this me and my fiance, we this is my best friend, so we <laughs> we talk about this all of the time. You know, and we'll we'll see stuff. We'll see a video where somebody jumped from here or some kind of adventurous video, mm-hmm. and my mental is always three ninety. It's like mm. it's hell no. I'm I would never do that because I would be the guy that that would break on. Yeah, you know what I mean. So a trampoline, I've never even really fathomed that because it w- it would break or it couldn't hold my weight. Yeah, but I'm under 300 pounds, so it should at this point. No, right? that this this trampoline would uh, mm-hmm. definitely do that because it's a double coil trampoline by um a guy named David Hall. Okay. And again, so when we talk about the lymphatic system, a lot of our weight gain, first mm. of all, is is inflammation. No doubt. It's chronic inflammation. Yep. And I'm not against veganism and I'm not pro carnivore. Mm-hmm. I'm about what makes sense to you. Exactly. But I don't think personally, I don't think vic- veganism is sustainable mm-hmm. and I don't think carnivore is sustainable and I'm starting to see that from both sides. Right. Yeah. So people who are, this goes back to this thing where mm-hmm. you have a hundred or two hundred thousand Instagram followers. They following you. Let's yep. say you fell off and you gained a hundred pounds. Oh, the backlash that comes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right as a as if people don't have mm-hmm. life situations happen. Right. Yeah, like I'm I'm my smallest when I was going through a lawsuit. Okay. Yep. I work out. I'm using that energy to fight these people off of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Every right. waking so moment I'm, is spent. I'm sorry if I'm not walking around mm-hmm. in my best shape or state. Exactly. But the people don't care, right? Man. So you have that. And now with veganism, I've seen a guy, because what you find with a lot of people in veganism is that 
they become deficient in certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I saw uh, Paul Check. Uh, Paul Check is an awesome, awesome person to follow, first of all. And he recommended to this one guy who was a vegan guy. Okay. His whole channel, backgrounds, veganism. Yep. And he was so deficient. He was so sick. And Paul Check told him, you need mm-hmm. to eat some eggs. Okay. Eight eggs. Guy got better. One on his channel. Hey, I ate eight eggs. Whole vegan community that destroys him. Yeah. To me, bro, that's sick. That I agree. I don't I don't I don't have a problem with people eating whatever they want. Right. The problem is back down to when people can't have flexibility. Exactly. And do something different. Mm-hmm. Like today, with you being a vegan guy, yeah. if you ate a hamburger, are you no longer the vegan guy? <laughs> exactly. And and that's the that's the house that I Now built. you gotta maintain that. Yeah, right, right. You know, and that's it, it's it's unnecessary pressure, you know. Life again, especially as a black man, is hard enough. Um, but so that flexibility of mind, though, is healthy. Yeah, I, I, my, I agree. And, and just from my, you can you can be totally against that. I agree one hundred percent, and you know, and that's why even on my channel, I try to. I'm, I'm vegan for health. There are people who are ethically vegan and mm-hmm. for the animals, and mm-hmm. I love animals. But this has proven to be my healthiest lifestyle thus far but do i see holes in it hell yes i do mm. and, and am i open to other lifestyle possibilities yes i am because i and that's that's why i i try not to be judgmental i invite people welcome to the channel i don't care what you eat that's between you and your god but this is what i'm doing i've just carved out a window for you to peer through mm. um but do i see myself being vegan for the rest of my life Probably not, you know, but this has helped me get to this point. And one of the most significant things that I've noticed uh, as a person who's tried every diet and, and, and it, you know, a lot of them worked for me is that my desire for a lot of the fatty foods that I crave uh, generally, it, it kind of dissipated, you know, mm. and, and, it, and it was mainly due to eating those whole foods. You know, leafy greens and, you know, grains and and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a desire to have a hamburger or fries for a long time. Now, you are who you are, and that does come back at some point. But Mm -hmm. um, that's what I noticed, and and that's what really kept me uh, on this journey. But as far as sustainability and, and you know, the vegan community is harsh, man. Mm -hmm. And and what I think a lot of it is, is at at a point you've, you've built this up so much, and you've, you know, you've tried to live up to this so much that you actually fear yourself to even to retract or to to eat an animal product you know Mm. because now you've lived up to it as well so all of us have built this whatever (laughs) you want to call it and now you know and now we have these social media followings and yeah if i have salmon am i the vegan black guy still right well somebody um i don't know where i was and talking to somebody who i just recently met there's Asked me, do you drink? Mm-hmm. I said, no, not at, not every day. It's not right. an everyday thing. It's not a, even a once a month thing. It's mm-hmm. a it's a very social thing. Yeah. I'm when cool. I, I have I a drink. Like yeah, yeah, cool. But and and and, and as I just observe the person asking that. Yeah. I said, so why do you ask me that question in that way? Mm, right. Because you have an association about who I am, the mental health gym, mm-hmm. inner wealth. He doesn't do anything bad, right? Like, yo, yeah. that 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 shows mm-hmm. the level of programming 
within right. the culture. Very true. Allow people to have space and grace to live their life. If I want to yeah. go smoke a cigar, yeah, I smoke a cigar. I don't smoke cigars, but mm-hmm. if I want to. That's right. Yeah. If I want to have a drink, I'll have mm-hmm. a drink. I'm not having a drink every day, but if yeah. I want to. Yeah, it's okay. Like I can I can live my life. Yeah. And that's the point. That's to me, that's mental wealth. I agree. When you can have the autonomy mm-hmm. to do things different than what people expect you to do. Like without I, the guilt. Without the guilt. Yeah. Exactly. Flexibility mm-hmm. is what we need. We need to be fluid. I agree. You know, so you could still be the vegan guy. Right. Yeah. If you if you ate vegan eighty percent, you the vegan guy. Pretty much. That's how I see it. I'm right? the yeah. I'm the eighty I'm the eighty percent <laughs> vegan guy, the twenty percent other guy. That's there a new name. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Twenty <laughs> percent other. Hey. You, you leave that up to your own interpretation. But and, and it's okay. Like you say, just just to allow that autonomy, man, because life is hard enough, man. I don't need to add more pressure to myself. Right. Because um, that is more stress. It is. I agree, man. It, it's, it, you know, this this has helped me. You know, I, I even even in my weight loss journeys and, you know, me being as physically fit as I've been in the past, I've always done it solo. I'm the only child. That's where mm. my comfort level is. Like, mm-hmm. I never have a workout partner. I don't. I don't want to wait on you to finish the set. Mm-hmm. I want to do it when I want to do it, how I want to do it. I know my levels. I know what's worked for me. And that could that could, you know, hinder me to some extent, I'm sure, but but you know, I I know what works for me. But um mm-hmm. yeah, man, this 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 journey is it's it's never ending. So let's go right back to where we first left off with you uh living at your uh your brothers in the in the car lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or not even that, not even that far. Let's go to the point where you just said, I'm going to do another yeah. change. I'm ready. Okay. What, what was the thought process and the energy behind that? A very funny story. Um, so if you recall, I'm sure you recall, but, uh, I came to inception, right. And I did, um, I, I kind of vlogged about it. I did the, the video and, mm. That day, I believe I was coming down with the flu. Mm. Um, I was every bit of 390 pounds at that point. Um, so I know after I did the float tank, I've, I kind of felt the chills, you know, mm. and I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I'm just not feeling it. So I got sick. Uh, I had like a two-day kind of bug, like the flu or whatever, and I felt it coming earlier that day even. But I just... I believe maybe the next week is when I really started to to juice fast and and that's what kind of started <laughs> my journey man because every I was again that coward suicide every night especially just to just to decompress I would buy a pint of liquor and I would try something different every time mm-hmm. um I would I would cook I might cook a whole pack of chicken wings a whole <laughs> bag of fries oh I would I would do it up so um and it was just unhealthy. I would always wake up feeling unrested, um, rushing to work. It, it just, again, we talk about that sustainability. That was not sustainable. And, you know, I got to a point where I just, I really felt like I was going to die in my sleep. That mm. was, you know, it, it became, I, I knew I knew my fate at that point. It was like, that's how I'm probably going to go. And I don't know if I made complete peace with that, but um, I decided to do a juice fast just to kind of clean some things out. 
I did that for seven days. Uh, the following seven days, I'll never forget. I had a I had a fillet of salmon in my freezer, mm. and I'm like, when I break this fast, I'm gonna get to that. But I was feeling so good after that seven day juice fast that I'm like, you know what? I hold that off. I'm I don't I don't want to go that solid, you know. After you know dealing with these liquids like that, so I cooked. Well, I did only fruits and vegetables for the following seven days. So I made sauteed mushrooms, onions, garlic. Uh, you know, peppers, cabbage, what have you, um, and then fruit, apple, um, or or a banana throughout the day. I I did that for another seven days. I wound up losing about twenty pounds, and I literally had that aha moment where I'm like, oh shit, like I'm I'm vegan. Never tried to be vegan, but mm. technically I'm vegan right now. Yeah, I could do this, and I'm I'm one of those guys. Like I, I like a challenge, um, mm. even if it's or let's say especially if it's just between me and myself. Um, and here we are two and a half years later. Wow. And you committed and you, yeah. you stay committed. Mm -hmm. What type of ups and downs did you have during that? Yeah. Um, it, life, man. Life happening. You just fatherhood and, you know, certain things, financial troubles and, you know, relationships ending and beginning throughout that process. Mm. Uh, you know, um, changing living circumstances, car trouble, yeah. you know, those things are, you know, especially when you deal with any sort of addiction on any level, you know, those are immediate triggers, you know, so, you know, that can I can throw you right back. Oh man. I remember I had a, I had a, a old Volvo, um, this was a, uh, V70 or S70. It was just older model Volvo. And one of the, uh, tires, it was it was bad like so it it was kind of leaned in right so what mm -hmm. it would do is it would cause the inside of the tire to go bald and eventually blow mm. now that happened so many times but the way my money was going to rent to bills to child support um i couldn't afford to fix the problem i could only afford to here and there get a used tire for 30 bucks right around the corner so i went through about 6 tires Mm. I mean, and I mean within a couple of months, you know what I mean? Wow. So it was days going to work, mm. I would blow a tire. Coming back home, of course, at the most inopportune times. <laughs> but um, so, so you know, that was a stressor. But I, I had my treadmill in the basement. I had my weight bench in the basement. And, you know, I, I traded kind of one addiction for the other, you know, and, and I would uh, – I would just try to have that moment with myself, like, okay, this is a moment where I would normally binge eat or, or go to the liquor store. Let's um, let's work out, you know what I mean? And, and just to touch on that that thing about <laughs> drinking a pint almost every night, at a point I thought I was an alcoholic. I was just depressed, and and I was just well, reaching for. Well, let's 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 break that down though, mm -hmm. because you say at the point you thought you were an alcoholic. Yep. You probably were. Okay. But yeah. what is an alcoholic doing? He, uh, find, seeking that comfort. Exactly. Yeah, that's so all it why, is. Yeah. why is it that, you know, society, we have these terms. Right. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get out of pain. Exactly. And not alcoholics mm -hmm. from just some, trying, just trying like I'm forget. just an alcoholic. Like yeah. I just, it just came to me now. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, I just it's love like, alcohol. Let's go look at the pain. Exactly. And the ones who are in the harsh, roughest stuff mm -hmm. had a considerable amount of pain. That's it. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. So it. in that moment, mm-hmm. you were using what you can to help yourself get out of pain. That's it. And and if anybody feels that pain, mm-hmm. they would say, shit, I get it. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> right, right. I understand. Pass me something right, else. Like, let know? me hit yeah. that with you. Exactly. You know, yep. if you can feel, that's empathy, right? No doubt. To feel what you're feeling. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you probably were, but not in the, the societal way how we think about yeah. it. But you I was, were, I guess you were abusing, you were abusing something that was, that was helpful for a moment, but long term, is that's not sustainable either. Exactly, it helped you. Yeah, right. It helped. It helped me get through. You know, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that was the thing. It, I, and life is funny. You know, you just reach these these phases of uh, again of, of sustainability. You know, here I am in this phase where I've I've lost the weight. I've built this following. Now, how do we turn that? How do we not just monetize it, but how do how do we take that to the next level? Mm. And, and again, of just that that self realization and, and feeling our best and, and performing at our best, you know. And, and I feel like that's the next level of life. While also, you know, of course, capitalizing on on it monetarily. But you know, I just feel like that's that's my next phase. But life has these phases, man, and you can't avoid them. And if you you can try your best to. But it will, you will go down the path you're supposed to go down. Everybody who I know, if I have spent time away from them mm-hmm. and I reconnect and we start talking, there's one thing constant mm-hmm. with everybody's life. Right. One shit is always happening. <laughs> always. No matter who always, you are. It's always, stuff is always happening. Mm-hmm. Right. The difference is how we perceive what's happening to us. Right. How we're able to have resiliency mm-hmm. in moving forward. There you go. But it's always happening. 100%. It it never stops. And, and that's the thing, you know. And I'm a firm believer in, especially when you make your 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 goals and your vision known to the world. Or, or just when you just make it known to yourself. Something will happen to see just how bad you want that thing, mm-hmm. you know. And very recently, man, um, I I enrolled to a a, a prestigious university online um, that I, I was just I'm so proud of myself for, for being admitted. I had to get letters of recommendation, mm. all of this stuff, man. And, I, you know, I would get my degree within within two years, my credits fully transferred, and lo and behold, I had holds on my account from previous schools that pre- that prevented me from receiving financial aid, and now I have to settle these holds that I can't afford to settle at the moment, and it's like a dream deferred right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and but that's life. You know, Delay but not denied. Exactly, man. And, and 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 so that dream is still out there, and I I will still make that a reality, man. But it's that's life, and and I had it so mapped out. Like, yeah, when I when I graduate, the mm-hmm. family we gonna come down here, and we gonna right. rent the Airbnb, and 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 like like they say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Mm. So yes, sir. Yeah, how you you talked about going to um you know your your TikTok had blew up, mm-hmm. so. What what happened from there? Like, how did that happen? Right. So I started July seventh, twenty twenty one, just this year, and um, I saw it. 
Yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I, I saw it on Facebook, and I was yeah. like, saw where you were and where you went to. Just gra- And I just, uh, night before last, I crossed over to 300,000 followers. Wow, congratulations. Thank you, So man. what is the main thing on there? Is it mm-hmm. being vegan? For the most part, it's 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 uh it's just my lifestyle as as this vegan black guy, and that was the thing. I know I'm a minority in this space, and this is my take on it. But at the same time, a lot of the videos that do go viral from me are, um, I do these sixty second or less uh, reviews on natural health supplements. You know, mm. I mean, it could be anything: black seed oil. Uh, you know, baking soda, <laughs> turpentine. Uh, I'd have an ultimate detox. Um, one idea was borax. How people, how you can actually take. I I took a, a teaspoon of borax this morning, uh, but that got banned. So, so it, it's it's weird, man. This stuff. So the one, supplements is the thing that that's the yeah. But but you see how the American mindset is. Exactly. These supplements gonna fix my issues. That's all in the magic wants. pill. Now, if you look through my <laughs> comment section, it's about. You know, everybody wants the quick way. What's the recipe? How? What's a, what's a quick way? Um, and those are the videos that go viral. This is is this a cure all? The closest thing to a cure all that we can find. And of course, you know, as a content creator, I have to play on those things to some extent. Yeah. But I always follow up with, hey, don't forget, this is my gym video. Those videos never go viral. Yeah. This is what I'm in the kitchen. I'm spending an hour preparing and cooking. Uh, this is what I'm watching every mm. morning before mm. I do anything. And it is what it is. But like yeah. I say, it's just a peer into the window of my yeah. life. You know? And that's, and that's and you know, like you said, peer. Yeah. Because nobody sees the backstory that all led up to this. Like right. you've had times where you've lost uh, over 100 pounds before. Exactly. You've been here. And it's like, and those things aren't bad things. Exactly. They're part of your journey to build you. Mm-hmm. So what people look and they're like, oh, you just went, you just did yeah. that? You just went from this right. to this? That easy? Like, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Right. So, so that shows you it's a lot of people kind of have that that mindset and people think about it for what we do as well. I see comments, True. I came into Inception and it didn't work it for didn't me. It didn't work, yeah. I said, well, what, what was the way that you expected that it work for you? Right. What, what was the expectation of working for you? Mm-hmm. Because there's one thing that you said. You said you had the flu. Mm-hmm. You felt started feeling like you had the flu. Yeah. You floated. Yeah. And then you went and changed your life. Wow. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to. I, listen. You're right. I'm not trying to make the association out of something that's there. Mm-hmm. But I know how the stuff works. Exactly. And when you're in a zero gravity flotation environment mm-hmm. and you're in that amount of Epsom salt, yeah. bro, you were heavily detoxing. Wow. It, Floating it, does that for you. And yeah. it gives you amount of mental space. Mm-hmm. Literally, your resources in your body piece. are not being used to fight threat. Mm. So when you walk out, things have been moving. Right. Emotions have been moving liquid fluid i mean lymphatic fluid mm-hmm. blood fluid all starting to go flow better Man. so now it gives you the space to say you know what i'm gonna go and do yeah. this it's time to reevaluate some things yeah because mm-hmm. you have the space to exactly if you if you're carrying groceries and you you got all your arms filled and somebody tries to give you something else to do but it's right. very important mm-hmm. what are you gonna do you got your your arms are filled. Exactly. It's not until you put the bags down mm-hmm. that you have space enough to grab something and say, "Man, now let me go and do something different." There you go. 
So these these weight loss journeys and diets, like I think it's important for us to begin to uh, reframe right. how we think about things. Mm-hmm. Stop doing diets. Right. Yep, I agree. It's just a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Diets like, oh, I'm trying to get from here to here by this, ta- this date. Right. Talk about that, bro. Ooh. You see a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. It's, it's it's just it's unhealthy, man, and it's about sustainability. Like, I, I mean, we all have goals, and it's okay to to have a short term goal to get to this weight by this time. But what are what are you really doing in the long term to yourself? Are you are you setting yourself up for failure? Mm-hmm. And like you said, I see it all the time. I've done it. You know what I mean? And, and I, you know. Being a person who who has gained and lost weight so much, I know my capacity to do so and how much time I have to do it. Mm. Um, but in the long run, 90% of the time you're going to gain that weight back. And when you gain that weight back, you feel you shitty. even worse. Right? You know what I mean? Do, about do you feel – is it a worse – if there's a quantified effect, do you feel worse? Do you feel more depressed? To an extent, you can, especially when you know better. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, you know, and I, I do it more frequently than I than I wish I would. But you, you hit that point where it's just like, I know better than this. And not only that, I, I know, I know how, you know, I know the bad stuff that I'm putting in my body. I'm still doing it. I know that I can reverse it. And, and I guess that's the, that's the crutch is that you, you know that you can turn it around. Mm. But in the long run, it, it's it's not healthy. You cannot shake that feeling of of depression after you gain all of the weight back that you lost. You cannot shake that three to seven day to one month rut that you're in after you've done something against your own understanding of, of how it really is supposed to work you know did you see the have you ever seen the guys who were really in shape and they purposely gained all this weight uh to, yeah. to just understand mm-hmm. how it feels to go through that and you saw that what'd you see with them they get emotional mm-hmm. uh you see that all the time and, and it's for a person who has struggled with weight loss a part of me is like yep you should do that you should do that to understand this struggle because a lot of those people and, and I see a common a common theme with that is a lot of them are people who have never been overweight. And, and then it's like you, they would say, like, um, you know, I've, I've always kind of told people just, you know, kind of pull yourself up by the mm. bootstraps. Just <laughs> just change your mind. Yeah. And, and then you get into it and it's like, shit, I can't. You know, you literally feel like you're drowning. I feel you, you get to a mm. point where you. You feel like I can't get out of this. Maybe this is how how I'm meant to be. And and yeah, technically it is easier to just grab the comfort food, but your 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 quality of life is is so low, man. It, it it's it's not worth living at some point, you know, and you have to make that change. If I was a fitness trainer again, what I would do um and I've been thinking about this recently um mm-hmm. is and I used to do it already. It's, it's taking a full evaluation of where a person is mentally, emotionally. Yep. And yep. starting, like, I walk 10 miles a day in the summer. Okay, yeah. And, and, and I don't try. I just do it. Yeah, see? Because I wasn't going anywhere. I was just walking. During the pandemic, for real, like, in the mm-hmm. beginning, just walking. I got in great shape during the like pandemic. Like, just walking. Yep. This basic thing, mm-hmm. walking, you know. But taking an assessment and understanding where a person is and their, their, 
the things that have going on in their life right. until certain things, baseline things are rectified. Right. You can't climb Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of need. You're in survival mode. Exactly. And that's why it's easier to be stuck at a place where mm-hmm. you're out of what you want to call shape or you're just not living the yeah. best version of yourself because you have some baseline situations that need to be taken care of. Yep. What was? Let's leave the people with maybe one or two things mm-hmm. that even if they're at baseline, because we got to yeah. start from the begot- b- the bottom. We can't yes. just go, I'm just going to go and buy a bunch of vegan food. <laughs> right, right. That ain't, no, no, no. <laughs> What is the baseline things that people can do to to begin that journey? I, I would say, um, you know, I even go back to what I vowed to myself is to never live without a treadmill, man. And that was one of the best investments I've ever made. So especially if you live in a place with brutal winters, um, tax season is coming up. We can we can. You know what I mean? I know it's a big purchase, but under $1,000, you can get a good treadmill, especially, you know, when you're overweight, you do have to go for treadmills with, with a higher weight capacity. You know, you want to go for one that's well built and, you know, up to 350, 400 pound capacity. Mm-hmm. But tax season is coming. You can convince yourself you need this car or that thing or invest in your health. Um, so I would say a treadmill, especially when you, again, live in, live in the north northern regions. Um Drink when you think you're drinking enough water. Drink more. Mm. Uh, water and weight loss go hand in hand. I tell people a, a gallon a day, and I know that's you know that's that's reaching a little bit. But the more water you drink, the better the process works. It, it's just like oil to a machine. You know what I mean? Mm. It just helps it run smoothly. Um, other than that, man, your mental health diet is more important than you know. Uh, again, it's not a day that I wake up that I'm not finding some sort of, of inspiration or motivation. And, and I know that stuff, again, those things are fickle too, but a, a good word, let's just say that, you know what I mean? So I listen to Bishop T.D. Jakes, Eric Thomas, uh, even the Social Proof podcast, my man David Shans. I, I met Dave at uh, really? when I was out in Atlanta. Yeah, he, See, he, that's dope. So like, shout out, shout out to David. We on we on EYL Network. So. There we go. Yeah, yep. shout out to David Shans, man. And he he's he did with his podcast what I wanted to do with mine at the time, you know. And um, so just consuming that that content that's conducive to the lifestyle that you want to live, and it isn't. Again, like they say, Rome isn't built in a day. It, this shit is not overnight. Every day, I'm 120 pounds down, and every day, all day, every time I have a free moment, I'm uh, the Secret to Success podcast, Eric Thomas, uh, you know, and the guys, that's every Thursday. I don't miss a podcast. I'm in the kitchen cooking, mm-hmm. listening to the podcast. Um, I'm waking up. Listening to whoever it is, I feel like listening to that day. I'm David Goggins. I a few motivational videos. Love Goggins. Love you. Got to love Goggins. That's a different monster, you know. That's love when, when you're ready for Goggins. Yeah. Like you don't just jump into it listening Yo, to Goggins. Goggins is a is an old school yeah. man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I and I love it. Love it. Because we're missing that in this society. I agree. It's old school, hard nose, like, yo, get up yep. and do it. Get and I'm up. about empathy. And right. I'm about, I, understand. Uh, I can feel, Your I can understand, hurts, I can understand those things. Yep. But, bro, just to leave us on this last word, mm-hmm. 
It's consistency yes. over intensity. Yes, sir. And you're only going to get mm-hmm. to the goal by going down a journey step by step. There ain't no magic cure. Exactly. There ain't no magic pill. There ain't no magic weight loss supplement. There ain't no magic diet. That's right. But there is a magic mind. Mm-hmm. And until you get a hold of that mind and learn how to use it. Yes. And instead of it using you. Then if you can't do that, you won't get to where you want to go. We have to take control of our mindsets. But the only way we do that is mm-hmm. by feeling the feelings that we have yes. and releasing those feelings. Remember, store fat. Mm-hmm. Fat is just stored energy. And right. what's stored in the fat? Emotions. Mm. Certainly, certainly in mind. <laughs> yeah. Emotions. No doubt. So we got to release, release these emotions um, you know, again, gravitate towards the things that are healthy for us and resourceful for us, not just short term, but long term. Exactly. All right. Till next time, guys. All right. See y'all at the top. La, 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 You've been la, listening la, to the la, Inner la, Wealth la, Podcast la, on EYL. La, la, la. La, la, la. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Raz Cass, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast.